to Cereal Bowls. I'm joined again by Mr. Patrick Strecker. How are we doing today, Patrick? You know, we're feeling great. One more week closer to week zero. We're almost there, folks. We're light at the end of the tunnel. Looking really forward to it. How about you, Ned? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling the same way. I think I did a little kind of breakdown today. We got 24 days till week zero as we record today on (sighs) Tuesday night. Probably by the time you listen to it, it'll be 23, maybe even 22 days. Um, if you listen to us after two days after we publish, lose this number. You're, you're, dead. you're, you're dead to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so today is the first of uh, five, I guess. We'll be doing the Power Five conferences uh, preview. Today we're starting with the ACC. Um, and so basically what we're going to do is just do a quick breakdown of every team. Kind of overview, state of the program, a few players to watch, uh, one big question around the team. And finally, we're going to do the over or under win total for all you degenerate gamblers out there. All you sickos. This is for Absolute you. freaks. I saw one to go off topic today. It was like, which combo will have a higher win total? It was like Eastern Michigan and Akron. Oh, or, dear God. Or UConn and UMass. Mm. <laughs> absolutely filthy yeah that's disgusting and i love it (laughs) all right we're gonna get things going in the acc atlantic our first team up is the wake force demon deacons last year they went four and five three and four in the acc uh ended the year on a three-game losing streak including a bowl loss in the duke's mayo bowl shout out to my co-host to wisconsin uh patrick how are you feeling about wake forest this year uh, Wake Forest is definitely a team that I think is probably going to bounce back this year. Um, they were pretty inconsistent. Uh, they dealt with a lot of postponements with COVID-19. Um, they had a lot of youth on their roster. But I think uh, 18 of 22 starters returned, so I can definitely see that helping. Um, their head coach, Dave Clawson, can find some really explosive players to be recruiting, so they got a lot to look forward to i think i think they're gonna have a much better outcome this year what about you ned uh yeah i agree with you with the youth they return all 11 stars on offense for an offense that was um pretty good like you said sam hartman was young last year the quarterback uh he did throw for 13 touchdowns 2200 yards so i think there's a lot of promise there and bringing back all those players um the entire line, a lot of upperclassmen. you got to think that bodes well for the offense. But for me, my question is on the defense. Uh, they bring back eight starters, but last year they were 96th in defensive efficiency. Mm. Basically your yards per play uh, for those who aren't advanced at sickos. Uh, they gave up. Um, they were 98th in finishing drives, which is points per drive allowed when the drive reaches inside the 40. And they're a little lucky with their turnovers. So I sort of wonder, is this a team we see a lot of 42-40 games? Um, I think it depends on their depth. Um, their defense is going to have more experience. It, uh, they got good uh, safety with Nick Anderson and a good cornerback with Kalen Carson. So their secondary is fine. Um, it just really depends. I think it won't be as bad. I think they'll have a much better improvement, like you said, with that uh, defensive efficiency this year. Um, but, we'll, you know, I think it'll be much better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so 
Their over under win total is six and a half. Um, right now, I see on the schedule Old Dominion, Norfolk State, Duke, um, probably at Syracuse as well. We'll cover them later. That's four guaranteed wins. Do you see three other wins on the schedule? I see, like you said, Old Dominion. So they got three right off the bat. That's three and oh, in my opinion. Yeah. Old Dominion, Norfolk State, Florida State, PU. Um, they go to Virginia. That is a toss-up. But then they have Louisville, Syracuse, and Army, and Duke. And yeah. Th- those four teams right there are not great. So I, I can easily see seven wins. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a good – they have a great schedule this year. So I, that improvement and the schedule they have is very beneficial for the program. Yep. I'm leaning over as well, and I will uh, be keeping track of this so we can look back in this in a few months show you how right i am and how wrong you are well we agreed here so (laughs) (laughs) all right uh next up we're going to roll over to the louisville cardinals four and seven last year three and seven in the acc um they beat the breaks off of florida state and syracuse and then kind of coasted by wake forest late in the year um, so my big question is how fired is Scott Satterfield? They hate this man. They hate this man. <laughs> yeah, he's – I don't think he's like on necessarily a hot seat. Um, he's been very – He's in, he inherited a disaster from Bobby Petrino. Yep. Um, and to be fair with him, Louisville has been like a roller coaster in wins and losses year in, year out. Like the last four years – I think it was eight wins, two wins, eight wins, and four wins last year. They took like a huge, you know, kind of rebound from his first year, Scott Satterfield's first year. But I think they're going to have a rebound year. I think Scott Satterfield will be safe from the wrath of Louisville fans. Um, he's he's definitely got some talent. Uh, but, you know, they lost, what, who? Tutu Atwell and Des Patrick. Yeah. Malik Cunningham's a great quarterback to have if you're a coach in the hot seat because he's dynamic with his arms and legs. Yeah. Um, but I think he's fine. Yeah, I – yeah, I mean, because I think the big issue here is the fans – because he publicly flirted with South Carolina last year. Right. The fans here at Louisville did not appreciate it, and I can't blame them. Um, we'll get to another guy who did that in the Coastal with Fuente. But mm-hmm. – on offense, they only they don't they don't bring back any uh, skill position players. Um, oh, sorry, any pass catching skill position players. Their leading re- returning receiver is Marshawn Ford, the tight end who had twenty five catches for. Uh, let's see that's here. Um, yeah, three hundred and nine yards. That's just not going to be enough. And Malik Cunningham, as dynamic as he is, had fifteen turnovers last year. Yeah. And that's just not going to cut it. They were 126th in the nation uh, in a in actual turnover margin at a minus 13. So, yeah, I think that's what second worst. Yeah, because uh, yeah, a few teams didn't play last year. So, um, and to boot, Marshawn Ford is coming off shoulder surgery. So when your best target isn't 100. percent uh, you have a lot of turnovers, and maybe your receivers can't get separation. I have my concerns with this team. Um, the defense isn't bad. 
Uh, they bring back five starters as well, mainly in the front seven. Um, but my biggest question with them is, now, you know, they open the year uh, against Ole Miss, who has a That's no. dynamic offense. They get a you know a warm up game with Eastern Kentucky, and then they get uh, Central Florida, who has a dynamic offense, and is of course going to be looking to collect you know a, a Power Five pelt uh, off of them. Right. And then you have at Florida State at Wake Forest, two pretty decent programs, you know, uh, and they're both on the road. And then you host Virginia, you host BC, and then you go at NC State, and then Clemson. So uh, for me, it's that big you know, six game stretch right there in the middle, uh, you know, the schedule eases up towards the end, but I just feel like Satterfield, he might just put himself behind the eight ball before the season even gets going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to build off of that turnover problem, they definitely were very bad at that. If that somewhat gets fixed, I think that will simmer a lot of problems coming out of that program. Yeah, but, um, I mean, they were 0-3 in close games in 2020. They were 4-0 in 2019. So, you know, it could have gone both ways last year. It just they got the shit on the stick on that one. Yeah. But um, I, I with their schedule, I don't see a lot of wins, which is not great for a coach that has already got the wrath of the fans and probably the athletic director. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to go under here with – under six wins. I just don't see it happening. Um, Scott Satterfield may be fired. I just, if when I think of the HC coaches being fired, I don't, he's not even my radar because of other coaches that are even in worse situations than he is. Yeah. But it's, it's probably not going to be another good year for Louisville. Yeah. And yeah, this is, this will be only his third year. He's 12 and 12. So he's not terrible. But like I said, given last year's flirtation, and Louisville struggles. Um, he might already have one foot out the door. Yep. All right. Uh, so we're both going – I'm going under there as well. So we're both under on Louisville, six and a half. Let's move on to Florida State. Three and six last year. A lot of COVID issues. Obviously only playing nine games. Two and six in the ACC. They somehow beat North Carolina in one of the, game, the year's weirdest games. Uh-huh. And then – uh, took Duke behind the woodshed to end the year after about a month <laughs> off. Um, so, do we have to take this team seriously again? Will nope. we ever? Uh, no, those years are gone. Yeah, Florida, Florida State's a joke of a program, and I hate to say it. I mean, Mike, what Mike Novell is trying to do, instill that winning culture, um, doesn't really help when you continually schedule. Uh, I think they have five top twenty-five match top. 25 matchups this year. Yeah. With that talent they have, they are screwed. Yeah. They're going to get, I mean, I'm just, this is one of those teams that somehow gets the pass uh, that Texas and Nebraska don't. This is a 90s, 90s ass program. Please miss me with this. I'm sick yeah. about Florida State. Ooh, they're going to do, yeah, I... do that. And like, let's look at this last year. They lost to Georgia Tech. PU at home. 42-point loss to Miami. 32-point um, loss to Louisville. They mm. lost to fucking Pitt, 41-17. to 17. Until this team wins nine games, I don't want to fucking hear about it. I don't it. even know when, the, when they're going to win nine games again. Like, it, it's going to be a long time. Yeah. 
uh, maybe in like 2050 after Clemson, uh, Virginia Tech, and UVA have all left for the ACC. Maybe they can beat Pitt by then. I mean, they got a lot of transfers. They got five defensive transfers. I mean, including George's Jermaine Johnson, you traitorous bastard. Um, <laughs> I mean, clearly Norvell saw the talent was a problem. So maybe they'll yeah. shore up something. on. What I think is going to happen is they're going to improve talent-wise, but the record will not show it. Yeah. They, they'll probably go, like, uh, this, maybe the same record as last year. Uh, the same wins. Three wins, maybe. Um, it's going to be tough for Seminole fans. Yeah, uh, and they do not get the kindest cross-division games, um, you know, due to their history. Uh, they are getting Miami, of course, and then they also have to go to North Carolina. Uh, they're obviously on, they're on the road to Clemson this year. You know, they're in the and same division. State. And then they open the year with Notre Dame. They're just – it's their turn to play Notre Dame, the ACC schedule, I think. So not only – yeah, not only is this a bad situation for them, only five starters back on defense, they also have a very tough schedule. Um, you know, and they've fucked around with the FCS teams before, and Jacksonville State's a very good FCS team. Uh, you know, if they're – it's coming off short rest after the Notre Dame game. If they're not focused, you know, they could find themselves digging and clawing through a game that they probably hope to take the stars out at halftime. Um, they also have – I don't know if you, if you remember this guy – they have Mackenzie Milton from UCF. Mm. He's competing to be the starter. Uh, I know Jordan Travis is their starter right now, and uh, he was – Florida State was the best when he was on the field. I think they averaged 32 points when he was on and 15 when he wasn't. But he's a terrible passer. He's 55% yeah. completion rate. So we'll see how that turns out. But Mackenzie Milton is someone to watch out for. If he is anywhere close to how good he was for UCF, I think that might help a win or two for Florida State. Yeah, that could change. That could absolutely change things pretty drastically. Yeah. Um, yeah, Travis, he, he, I think his first start was a Notre Dame game last year. So I got, I got to see him up close. Mm-hmm. He is very good uh, with his legs. And, but like you said, not good with his arm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. You I think maybe, you and uh, you and I are both on the same page here that yeah. they're not going to be hitting the over on wins this season. Yeah. Yeah, five and a half is the total, and I am taking the under. Yes, I'll take the under too. All right, now we move on to the premier program uh, in the ACC. That's right, folks, it's Boston College. Just kidding. Uh, we're going to Clemson. Of course, 10 and 2 last year, 8 and 1 in the ACC. But does that loss count if it wasn't even to a full time ACC member? People are asking. Um, so basically with Clemson, they're going to win the ACC. Come on. What are we doing here? Yeah. So I think the big question is, and I think in Vegas too, you know, their over-under is 11 and a half. You only play 12 games. So basically this over-under pick is basically coming down to, do you think they will beat Georgia in week one? Um, short answer, no. Uh, they, I think – so Clemson can afford to lose – to Georgia more than Georgia can afford to lose to Clemson. Yeah. If you catch what I'm saying. Absolutely. Um, This Georgia is the only game on their schedule that they have to be worried about. Um, Like they got Georgia week one. Then they have South Carolina state, Georgia tech, NC state, Boston college, Syracuse, Pitt, FSU, Louisville, UConn, 
Wake Forest and South Carolina. So yeah. they get their they get their big game out of the way first week. Um, I don't think they're going to win the game. I can go more into that as we talk more about this team. Um, I mean, they have an absolute stud and a quarterback, uh, DJ. I've been trying to pronounce his name all <laughs> afternoon, and I had it down, and now I can't remember. <laughs> Is it Uwangale? It, yeah, it's like Uwangalale. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. He has the tools to run the table. If he is the stud that everyone thinks he's going to be, they can win the national title with him. Yeah. Um, Clemson's biggest issue is people say secondary, but honestly, it's quarterback. Because if he goes down with an injury or he's not as good as people say he is, their backup, Taysen, uh, also a really hard last name to say. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's like Puma Chan or something. Uh, yeah. tore his Achilles in the spring game. Uh, so not... now their backup is a redshirt freshman walk on, um, Hunter Helms. Who, yeah, they're yeah. they're they're screwed if if DJ goes down. Yeah, and as we saw with Georgia last year, the walk on quarterback can be kind of fun at first until teams start to figure that figure him out a little bit, right? Um, I kind of have the question is like, does this defense kind of suck? Um, obviously, yeah, obviously not against the ACC, but they got lit up by Ohio State. Yeah. And they yeah. got in that first game against Notre Dame, they got lit up as well. Their secondary is their biggest weakness. And you're right. Ohio State torched that ass. Yeah. And they lost, they lost their top cornerback, Darian Kendrick, to Georgia. Go, dogs. Oh, right. Yep. Um, but that's Georgia's the only game that that's going to get tested. And then if they make the playoffs, that right. as well. So yeah. you're right. I, I can understand what you're saying. What does their defense kind of suck? Yeah. Um, you know, they do have Brian Brees. He's a freshman All-American last year. Six yep. tackles for a loss, four sacks. They always have a strong defensive line. But their secondary just doesn't lack that elite speed. And the linebacker just has that cowboy collar douchebag, James Skalski. Skalski. Oh, your oh, favorite. I hate that guy. I miss <laughs> me with that. Oh my, just such a hardo. I cannot stand that dude. Yeah, their their line and linebackers are filled with blue chippers. But yeah. uh, every time they go up against a top program, they get destroyed. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 definitely a big question to ask there. Like Nolan Turner in the back. He's a senior. He does not have that that speed that you need. I mean, Connor Williams came around the edge on a run in that Notre Dame game and he just cooked him. Didn't even look like he was going that fast. And I was like, well, that's not good. And Connor Williams is a good player, but he was like a four, you know, you don't have, I mean, geez, Georgia probably has what nine, 10, five-star skill position. Yes. We were going to get a touch. Yeah. So I, I'm a little worried about that. Um, this is weird, like talking about Clemson. Like they're a top three program, but they have just so many questions right now. Yeah, like it, they have the biggest turnover since 2017 on offense. It's just there's a lot going in, but everyone's like, "Hey, you know, this will be a top program." Yeah, I mean, the only uh, returning receiver is Justin Ross. That's if he gets cleared. Yeah, and yeah, exactly, and that's the problem is that he's the only name you're really going to know. Maybe you know EJ Williams. He had a good year. Um, last year, but they don't really have that absolutely dynamic stud. I mean, they lost Amari Rogers, they lost Cornell Powell, 
and they lost Travis Etienne, who was a safety blanket for them. Yeah. I mean, if you can just either hand him the ball or dump it off to him, and he's scooping up six, seven yards, that turns you know first downs into second and shorts. It turns second downs into third and shorts. Uh, it just makes it a lot easier. And you know, uh, DJU without that safety blanket, how is he going to, uh, you know, act? And also, coaches are going to be playing for him or game playing for him a little bit. I have to wonder, are we going to see sort of like a uh, what I could see with him is sort of like a Spencer Rattler type season where 95 percent of the time he looks like the best player in the country. And then he has just one bad game or not even one bad half that could cost Clemson a conference game. Right. Yeah, I could. Uh, I, I, don't, I honestly I would say no. Yes. Yeah. Uh everyone who they're playing after Georgia, I mean, maybe NC State pulls the upset. Because, you know, you know, Clemson is always due for that one. Just maybe Pitt's going to be Pitt. They're going to yeah. turn the chant and the celebration lights on, and they're going to just punch him in the mouth. Uh, it could happen, but I think, no, I think they're going to be a 11-1 and uh, one team this year. Yeah. Almost being Georgia. Yeah, then they'll, yeah, make the AC Championship game, make the playoff, no big deal. We'll worry about them later. They're kind of on that Alabama level for me now where I don't really watch them in the season. Right. Just like, yep, they're going to win. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll turn it on in November. Right. Uh, okay, so I'm going under as well. I like Georgia in that opening game. Um, like you said, they have a lot more to play for, and they are a lot more experienced. Right. Okay, so we're both under there. Now let's move on to Boston College. Six and five last year. Uh, some would say surprising, uh, but they were a very solid team last year, and we are already getting Phil Djokovic, the god, already getting that Daniel Jones hype. First round NFL draft pick, all of a sudden, we're getting he was a uh, Notre Dame transfer, wasn't he? Yep, he wow. uh, lost out to Ian Book and transferred to Boston College. And I'm gonna say, I think that worked out pretty well for both parties. Um, that's yeah, I not think so always the case with transfers especially quarterback transfers he put some monsters number monster numbers up for boston college last year yeah if you put up monster numbers for boston college i think that means you're pretty damn good yeah um yeah let's let's see uh 2500 yards 17 touchdowns last year 61 percent completion rate yeah that's not bad and yeah. especially since you're throwing to uh let's be honest here boston college receivers Obviously, Zay, well, they got Zay Flowers. He's yeah, a first he's a team stud. ACC. I mean, he's, he's a stud. Yeah. But, you know. And I think what's almost more impressive is how good he was throwing the ball with how bad they were running the ball. 118th in the nation, last in the ACC in yards per game, um, averaged about three yards a carry, and that's just not going to get it done. Yeah. Mm-mm. They were also very inconsistent. It was, it was basically they were going win-loss, win-loss, win-loss all year long. Yeah, they yeah they started out strong. They what they really did do that impressed me is they hung tight with North Carolina, they hung tight with Clemson, and they hung tight with Notre Dame. Then they lost uh, to Texas State. Yeah, <laughs> or almost lost. Yeah, yeah, they they almost lost to Texas State. They had to beat Pitt in overtime, and then they beat Syracuse by three points. So yeah, this is a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team, um, and they are probably the only team in the country you can't blame COVID on. They went five straight months without a positive COVID-19 test. Yep. And they also have every single player on this year's team is vaccinated. One guy refused to get vaccinated, and they showed him the door and helped him find a school to transfer to. Mm. 
We love to see it. Get uh, your vaccinations, people. Yep. So you got to think, hey, that consistency is helpful because, you know, everyone got to play last year every single game. They got 11 games in. Uh, They skipped the bowl game, but still 11 games, 10 conference games. Djokovic is a junior now. Uh, I'll be honest. I like Boston College. It's a bit of a dark horse here. Yeah. Uh, Their win total is seven. I'm going over, you know, honestly, fairly comfortably. I look at the schedule. The only loss I'm just guaranteeing is at Clemson October 2nd. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm taking the over as well with this team. I also have them as a dark horse. Um, Clemson's definitely a loss that's 100% probably gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe Missouri, like SEC. Uh, Colgate's win. It's just what, well, like you said, they they were returning so many starters. Uh, I think the entire O line returns. Yes. Um, their running back maybe gets better. They got a transfer from West Virginia, uh, Alex Sinkfield, who might add some pop on that offense. Um, if we get like a classic Ohio State Jeff Halfley defense, watch out in this dark horse team because their yeah. whole secondary is back. All their Dean lines are seniors. If they improve just in the slightest, this team can show up big. Yeah, they were towards the bottom of the country last year in the defensive efficiency. Defensive explosiveness, but like you said, nine starters back. Halfley's a great coach. I, you know, I, I agree with you here. I think, I think they'll probably it, it'll be between them and uh, I think NC State to get right conference here. See, we're 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 in agreement on every over under, but that's just because we're in the Atlantic right now. This yeah. is easy stuff. The coastal is complete chaos. That yeah. one's going to be absolutely all right. So let's. Bounce right over to that other sort of second-tier contender here, uh, NC State. Um, Dave Dorn takes a beige program and a beige rug and a beige carpeted city in Raleigh. Fuck Raleigh. All my homies hate Raleigh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And honestly, you know, he turned out he's he's a good coach, 55 and 46 in eight years there, eight and four last year. The schedule was a bit soft. Um, you know, they kind of got exposed. I mean, losing by three touchdowns to Virginia Tech is never good, um, especially under Fuente. But they were good last year. Um, however, the quarterback is gone. <laughs> yeah. So they, I think they also have kind of a soft, soft-ish schedule this year. Uh, I mean, they got Clemson, Miami, and Syracuse, or, uh, North Carolina. But that's the only three big teams. Yeah. They um, – I mean, they have Furman, South Florida, Mississippi State, Louisiana Tech, Syracuse, Wake, Florida State, Louisville. Yeah. Like the, they, they have a soft schedule again this year. But I mean, they lost their quarterback, but they have 18 of 19 starters returning. Um, there's, there's still some upside on NC State. I think this is going to be more beige, like you said. Uh, <laughs> they have experience that might help with improving. Um, Run game still kind of sucks, but uh, I, I I see them. I'm probably gonna take the over when we get to that. But yeah, like this all this team is just kind of boring. Yeah, uh, they're just hard to like. They're are I mean they have no good strengths and also no good weaknesses or bad weaknesses. They're just whatever. Yeah, I mean even their best player on defense, Peyton Wilson. 
it's just one of those kind of a lot of tackles, few tackles for loss, just steady Eddie, great player, but you know, not uh, nothing to write home about. Right. You know, he, you know, yeah. You know, maybe he's only a sophomore, but I think with COVID it's a little confusing. I think he could have gone pro last year. He came back. Um, so yeah, like you said, this is it's a steady team, it's an average team. I, I think for me, I'm actually taking the under here uh, at six and a half. So we're actually disagreeing for the first time. Wow. Uh, breaking news, folks. Um, but I think the biggest one for me will be their first two games of the season. Yeah. If they take care of business against South Florida, win by 30, 40 points, no problem, then I think they're all right. And then at Mississippi State, Obviously, they have that air raid offense. That's not something that anyone in the ACC really runs. Um, and they'll finally, the Bulldogs will have a year of prep with that. But if NC State can hang with them and, you know, probably even beat them, I think that makes me think a little bit different about what this team's potential is. Right. But I could also see them going down to Starkville and giving up 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, I, I think personally, the experience is going to be a help. But, um, it was kind of tough to decide on the over-under on this one. Yeah. It's just that most of the stars are back. They they got a softest schedule. I can see them having another average year, a bowl game year. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, like you said, they're not a very exciting team. Sorry to all our Wolfpack fans out there. Y'all kind of been taking a beating the past two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the basement of this conference. Um, Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. This team I, stinks. This, they one and ten or one and nine in the conference last year. Is this, will they get more than one win this year? I don't think so. Yeah, I was looking originally the over under is three, and I said, oh, they could start four and zero oh maybe Mm-mm. at Ohio, hosting Rutgers, hosting Albany, hosting Liberty, and then I thought about it a little bit more, and I was like, maybe they'll beat Ohio and Albany. Um, it feels weird picking Rutgers over anyone, much less in the power five, but I think they're a better team than Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the only win they have on this schedule that pops is Albany. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you have to say Ohio and Rutgers is a push for your program, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, what are we doing with ourselves? Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think. I'm not wasting any more time on this on this team. They stink. Yeah, Dino, yeah, yeah. Dino Barber's probably getting fired. Then what? Yeah. Next coach come in, just suck just as much. Yeah, I really, I, I like Dino. I thought it was a good hire, but this, I mean, this team is going nowhere, um, and it's only yeah. going to get worse. So, I think uh, that's an under for me. See ya. Uh, yeah, Dino. All right. So, yeah, that's enough Syracuse talk. So let's say Clemson. Um, gets marred in a massive cheating scandal and the entire roster is suspended. Who do you think will win the Atlantic? Uh, Boston College. Yeah. Uh, I'm going there as well. I just don't think there's another program here that's as consistent and has the quarterback talent. That they yeah, they have, they have the greatest upside for sure. Okay. Uh, that wraps up the Atlantic. We're taking Clemson. Uh, no great surprise. So we are going to move on to the Coastal Division um, and the UVA Cavaliers, five and five last year, uh, four and five in the ACC, and weirdly, 
I've been kind of thinking about it. I think this might be the most consistent program in the Coastal. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, Bronco Mendenhall is in his sixth year, and I think he's um, – I like Bronco a lot because he's one of us. He loves to get weird. He goes straight to sicko yeah. mode in games. I mean, they got a great quarterback in Brennan Armstrong, but they also were using their backup quarterbacks, Keaton Thompson and Eric and Armstrong as Wildcat QBs, and we'd love to see that. I love weird offenses. Absolutely. In uh, everything's kind of in college. A lot of teams are running the same stuff, uh, but Bronco is – he's ready to get weird, and I, it pays off for him. This team used to be an absolute joke, one of the biggest pushovers in the league. Um you know, ever since, gosh, who's that? It was Matt Schaub and Aaron Brooks, uh, the Barber Twins. But ever since those guys left, this has been a, an awful program. Yeah. And then he came in uh, and they, you know, they kind of got worse last year. But the year before, they beat Virginia Tech. And that, if for anyone who lives in Virginia like we both do, that was a huge moment for this team. Um, I think, what was it, like a almost a 15-year losing streak? Yeah, it was a long time. Uh, he definitely bought himself numerous years to be on that, be a head coach, beating Tech. Yeah. That's, and that's big for that program. I think he deserves it. And this year, I like Brandon Armstrong. I like the non-conference schedule. We got William & Mary. We got Illinois. And at BYU, is a little dicey. But BYU is going to be a little down this year with the loss of Zach Wilson. Uh, lost a lot of talent to the NFL. And then, you know, they did draw Notre Dame in the uh, in that little five-pack of games they get. But it's a pretty manageable schedule. The Coastal, like you said, is very chaotic. Um, I like UVA to win seven or eight games this year. Yeah, yep. I'm with you. I'm with you there. That's what uh, I got. Another agreement. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's move on to – Boy, how the mighty have fallen. The Virginia Tech Hokies. Five and six last year. Let's just get right down to brass tacks. How many games does Fuente have to win before they uh, don't shoot him out of the cannon and send him flying over the apple? Well, that, that is if he makes it through the season. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they, were, they were very – sources close to me have told me they were very close to firing him last year. Um, yeah. He, I mean, he, his seat is piping hot. It's it's not about uh, it's about when, like, what game is it? What losses are going to be where they like get out? Um, he, he like to put it in like a metaphor, I guess, would be there's a story of like two mice stuck in a pail of cream. Is he going to be the mouse that swims for its life and turns that mil, uh, cream into butter, turns it up, or is he going to be the other one that sinks and just quits and drowns? Um, yep. He is on very thin ice and he has kind of an easy schedule. Like he might be okay, but I can just see a classic tech blunder as has been happening year in, year out. That's going to get him kicked out. Yeah. They open the year with North Carolina, which I do not think is going to go very well for the Hokies. No. Um, they get a bit of a break with Middle Tennessee, but then they have to go at West Virginia, a team Sort of similar to UVA, that's kind of it's very quietly consistent under Neil Brown, um, a team I like in terms of where they're headed. And then they've got a host Richmond, who's no slouches in FCS program. Uh, they beat UVA a few years back. Um, 
they're going to have, and they have to be careful. And tech has lost to a one double a team a few times. <laughs> they, uh, ODU. Yeah. Liberty. Uh, JMU. What was yeah. That? Yeah. And then after Richmond, they have Notre Dame at home. I'm sure they'll get understand man sung by Metallica. ESPN will be like, Ooh, look how scary it is. And then they'll lose by 40. It's like an earthquake. Oh my God. It's crazy. Also our defense, uh, is one of the worst in the nation, but we're scary still. Mm. Um, and then after those first five games, we just get into a real sicko mode, ACC schedule. It is pretty easy. And so I think, for me, that makes his margin of error very thin. He misses Clemson. Um, we get Duke is at home. We get Pitt at home. Syracuse at home. Uh, we, he can't afford to, to fuck around. I think personally he'll make it through the year, and then after they lose to UVA on the road, they'll just not let him get back on the bus. I have September 25th circled on my calendar. Ooh, I um, Richmond has always been like a consistently good program uh, for their level of play, and that 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 game just reeks of a tech blunder. Like I that watch out for Richmond Virginia Tech because that one's going to be ugly. It's going to be hideous. It's going to be straight sicko mode. That could be the game. If they lose to Richmond, that's done. That's it. Point is yeah, gone. He's out of there. I think that – I think a particularly embarrassing blowout to Notre Dame after – you know, especially if, like you said, even if they beat Richmond, if it's a struggle and then they get embarrassed by Notre Dame, probably on a semi-national broadcast. Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, he flirted with Baylor – before so not only is he not very good on the field they're sick of him off the field um and you know i could talk for an hour and a half about who tech should hire if they fire him so we'll shame later oh yeah (laughs) well listen he's uh that was such a great hire down in south carolina Mm. um he gave away the whole offense um but if you think about it south carolina was playing kind of chess not checkers since he was on Oklahoma staff, and now Oklahoma's come to the SEC, so he's going to have all their plays saved. Mm. I just realized that I said Bieber and not Beamer. All right, so basically I'm just watching Virginia Tech this year as pure rubbernecking. I think this could be – they have talent. Um, A lot of people I've seen are kind of like, this is an under-the-radar team. Uh, I've seen this one before. It's going to be a car wreck, and I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, there's they're still DBU, which is their big thing. Um, they have Oregon transfer Braxton Burmeister as a quarterback, who I guess people are trying to say will be a good fit for the program. But yeah, I, I'm just going to be watching, just waiting for them to screw it, screw it up. That's right. All right, let's move on to another dumpster fire of a program: the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, two and nine last year, one and nine in the conference. That uh, they managed to beat Syracuse. So that says anything about Syracuse. Um, this team was terrible. Um, yeah, they got another coach in the hot seat here. Yeah, he has been at the school for thirteen years, and I think he is in his seventies. My advice: you're a millionaire. Uh, why don't you go hanging up there? Yeah. But you're a legend. Go be a special assistant somewhere. Uh, maybe wherever Arch Manning ends up going since you coached um, his brothers. Yeah, probably Georgia. 
Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Notre Dame. Have you mm. considered that? <laughs> yeah, David Cutcliffe is probably either going to get fired or he's going to hang him up after this year. I, I definitely see this being his last year um, because, like, what 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 is the point? What are you trying to do here, Big? Like, yeah. You've been pretty bad for the past four years, three years, and there's no improvement, I think, coming. Um, their quarterback play is egregious. Uh, 55% completion rate on their last quarterback, Chase Bryce. Um, mm. I mean, they, he threw 15 picks, three or four sacks. He's gone. But Gunnar Holmberg, who is taking over, is probably worse. I mean, their best player is wide receiver Jalen Calhoun. And he had an 80-yard score the first week, but he finished the season with 8.9 yards per catch. Uh-huh, it's just not good enough. Yeah, 19, minus 19 turnover margin. They're just, they're bad. They're going to be bad. I'm taking the under. I don't think they're winning three games. Yeah, the only thing that gives me pause is I do see three games on here. Charlotte, North Carolina A&T, maybe. That's another program that will jump up and bite you. And Kansas. Um, so that's three wins I see, but kind of to your point, I don't see any others here. Um, L- Louisville, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's a total disaster. But or Duke beats Tech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the final nail. Yeah, they could just kick a team while they're down. You know, a, kind of a what's it? A lame duck, Virginia Tech. Fuentes yeah. gone. They're two and seven. Yeah, maybe. Boy, that'd be great. I hope that happens in Lane Stadium. Oh, the fans mm. loving that. Um. Yeah, this team stinks. Cutcliffe needs to hang it up. Um, don't let their two and zero record head into the Northwestern game fool you. Uh, they're not good. Now let's move on to a in-state team that is good. Uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels, who kind of stormed onto the scene last year with Sam Howell. Mac Brown and- is so back, people. Oh my goodness, Mac Brown <laughs> in Chapel Hill. Mm. He, Sam Howell was electric last year, 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, seven only seven interceptions. Uh, he was awesome to watch uh, last year. They were a great team. They were exciting. They had a swagger I haven't seen North Carolina football have maybe ever. Yeah, they, they were – they were a great team to watch for sure. They're incredible with like Javante Williams and Michael Carter. I mean, Donami Brown. So glad he got drafted by Washington football team. Yep. That's um, it. Yeah. Sam Howell, man. He's, he's my Heisman favorite. I think, Ooh, um, I, I, like think he's, I think he's going to do better than DJ uh, DJU at Clemson. Um, he's got, I mean, when I say that uh, they UNC lost Donami Brown, Michael Carter, Javante Williams. So they have a lot of turnover there which is kind of concerning, but I think Sam Howell can carry that weight for the most part, being as good as a quarterback as he is. I think he could make any wide receiver running back pop on that offense. So that's probably the biggest question that North Carolina has right now. Um, Their defense could easily improve. Um, I think they're the coastal favorite for me over Miami. Absolutely. Um, I agree. Yeah. I mean, they also have one of my favorite names for a uh, defensive cornerback, Storm Duck. Uh, Ooh, just money elite, name. Yeah. Elite name. Mm-hmm. They have virtually everyone back on defense too, which is yeah. a great sign. 
And uh, another thing that I think has been huge is they are absolutely dominating the state of North Carolina in recruiting. Yes. A play, a state that wasn't really dominated by anyone. Virginia Tech used to go down there a lot. UVA, Clemson, obviously being right there. Some of the SEC teams, but since Mac Brown took over, he has made it a edict to take over that state, lock it down in recruiting, and it's really paying off. Um, and then you get guys like Tony Grimes, who's from the seven five seven, who enrolled early as a seventeen year old, and now he'll be starting this year. Um, so they've really taken recruiting seriously. And they're really seeing the benefits this year. And to boot, they have a very easy schedule. Right. They get uh, Miami at home, and then they get a bye week before they head to Notre Dame. And those are probably their two toughest games. Um, I'm not really concerned about this team getting got by anyone. The defense isn't, you know, Alabama or anything. But the defense is good enough to dominate the ACC. And even if the defense stinks, uh, they scored 42 points last year a game on yeah. offense. So I think they'll be all right. What do you have as you over under for uh, 10? I I think I'm going to go over. The only loss I really see on here, and depending on how Notre Dame looks, I don't even know if this is really a loss, is at Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could see them winning that game as well. And – uh, this might be a bit of a hot take here. I could see North Carolina and Clemson squaring off in Charlotte uh, in December, 12-0 and versus 12-0. and Yeah. Um, I also, surprisingly, have uh, North Carolina as the over. Like, I mean, I got, if you call them the favorite in the Coastal, I mean, they have to have more than 10 wins. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, if, if I have a prediction right now, it's going to be UNC, Clemson, and Charlotte for the ACC championship. And I think, UNC might win the whole thing, to be honest. Um, Ooh. That's going to be my hot take. Uh, UNC, uh, Sam Howell, if he is as good as advertised and gets even better, he's going to take this team far. Yeah, I mean, he has more career touchdown passes in two seasons, 68, than Trevor Lawrence had in two seasons with 66. Mm. Um, If that tells you anything about the level of talent we're dealing with here, um, I really like this team. I'm really excited about this team. Um, obviously not on October 30th when they go to South Bend, but all other 11 weeks, I'm very interested and in. I'm pulling for this team. And I think it would be, uh, good for the sport, certainly good for the ACC if they manage to knock off Clemson and then equip themselves in the playoff to some degree. Right. Uh, so let's head, uh, South down to old Coral Gables to look at their biggest rival uh, this season, their biggest challenger for the ACC Coastal, uh, your Miami Hurricanes. Uh, is, the U. The U, is the U back, Patrick? Uh, yes and no. Ooh. They are definitely a great team. Um, they got good talent with quarterback Derek King. Great offense. They got a great defense. But I don't think they're Miami back yet. Yeah. Um, I have them going under nine wins this season. Okay. I think Pitt's going to be Pitt and upset this program. Oh, I like that. Um, I mean, King's coming back from a torn ACL, so that's something to watch. Maybe, like, will he be 100%? Uh, they, they're, they're loaded offensively, though. I mean, they got Cameron Harris, Donald Chaney Jr. and running backs, Mike Harley, Mark uh, Pope, D. Wiggins, 
They got an OU uh, Oklahoma transfer, Charleston Rambo. He's the. I'm surprised he left Oklahoma. He was yeah. so good for them. Uh, yeah. But I mean, this is a great landing spot for him. I mean, yeah. Like yeah, they're loaded. A lot of upperclassmen. Derek King is one of the five best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, I'd probably say so. Um, and other than. I mean, they're going to get killed by Alabama, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, that's a tough – like, that's an awful <laughs> first game. <laughs> yeah. Vibe check. Uh, yeah, that, that'll that wake you up in the morning. Uh, it's a nice little mouth punch by Alabama. Um, honestly, I saw, a, you know, how do you do fellow kids? I saw a TikTok yesterday uh, where the caption was, I'm taking all bets on Miami being Alabama week one. Um, Oof. And while I – Applaud the optimism. I can't say I'm seeing that one happening. Yeah, Miami was giving off these vibes that USC was giving off uh, before their first week matchup against Alabama, where they're like, "Oh yeah, we can, we can compete." Oh yeah, we got them, and then they just get smoked by Bama. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> that's definitely going to be a loss for them for sure. Yeah, and then yeah, I kind of wonder. There is a lot of hype around them. They're, they are feeling themselves. It's just the type of team that, you know, their over-under is nine. Uh, everyone says, ooh, Dark Horse Coastal favorite. They got De'Aaron King, and then they end up going seven and five. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's what's going to play out, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I mean, they got Appalachian State and Central Connecticut, which are easy dubs. Uh, yeah. Duke, obviously. Florida State, Georgia Tech. Uh, Virginia. But I think one of those teams is going to upset Miami. They're going to lose to Bama. Um, I think they're probably going to, they're going to lose North Carolina. That's two losses. So that's ten. Yeah. I could see maybe Virginia upsetting or Pitt. So I'm, I'm I'm just going to go with the under just to spice it up a little bit. Okay, I I will be taking the over here slightly because you know we have to disagree sometimes. Yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Uh, uh, so that, I mean, that October 16th game, UNC Miami is probably the game in the conference this year. So, uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, let's move on to everyone's favorite team, the Pittsburgh Panthers. And we have to ask, is this the year Kenny Pickett wins the Heisman? Yes. (laughs) The fifth year veteran, Kenny Pickett. Waiting on that Kenny Pickett show. And I cannot wait. I wait every week with bated fucking breath for mm. that Kenny Pickett show. That Mark Whipple dynamic offensive circus we've all come to know and love from his time as a head man at UMass. I'm saying, when am I going to see it? And I'm also saying, number one overall quarterback in the draft this spring, Kenny Pickett. Mm. I think it's safe to say that we're never going to see the Kenny Pickett show. Uh, absolutely not. That dude stinks. Yeah. Uh, pretending he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, even if he's got like a full line and explosive running back to help, yeah, he's not great. He's no. a meh quarterback. He's that type of quarterback who will make one or two throws a game where you're like, oh. And, yeah. you know, he doesn't really have that like insane physical talents. He is a bit of a gamer, but then he also just has that streak of just like boneheaded decisions in him. Uh, he threw nine picks last year to only 13 touchdowns, and that's a red flag to me, especially in modern college football. Um, I'm going to need a little more out of him. However, 
you know, when the Kenny Pickett show will be showing up is week two at Tennessee. They, uh, that's going to be a, uh, that's a sicko game of the week right there. That's it. That game is going to be absolutely vile, and I can't uh, every second of it. I'm going to relish it. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the 20th anniversary of 9-11, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. We love to see it. One team will be wearing absolutely heinous alternate jerseys. Oh, yeah. We know it's going to be Pitt because Tennessee's never going to ruin the sanctity that is of the orange and white, or those Tennessee fans will burn the city to the ground. Yeah. I hope, what, what was it like a few years ago? Tennessee had those gray alternates. And then last year, Pitt had those like steel city alternates. I hope they both wear gray. Is oh, yeah. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Colorblind fans are going to be even more confused. Yeah. So, you know, luckily for them, other than the Tennessee game, it's not a bad schedule out of conference. UMass, Western Michigan, New Hampshire. Um, if you're not 3-0 through those three games, we've got a big problem. Uh, yeah. We're at Georgia Tech. You get a bye week. We're at Virginia Tech. I mean, I don't think it's insane to say they're 6-0 and heading into the Clemson game. Uh, they will be 6-1 and one after that, if that's the case. Um, Clemson doesn't sleep on teams, but if Pitt slinks in there at 2-4 and four or 3-3, three and three, then I'm liking the Panthers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have them at the under for this. Under something over under 7. Yeah. Uh, I definitely see UMass, Western Michigan, New Hampshire being wins for them. Um, Duke, Syracuse, that's 5 Georgia Tech, six. Um, but I just – I think, honestly, I think they might lose to Georgia Tech. And I think that one, that sixth win, is either going to be UNC, Miami, or Clemson. I just know Pitt is going to – Pitt's going to – the god Pat Narduzzi is going to do it to somebody. And it's going to be wonderful. Yeah, I'm actually going to – I think they will win seven games exactly. But we don't do pushes here, so I will – be bold and take the over. Wow. All right. We love to see it. Yeah. So we have disagreed on. I think just it. Pitt and Miami. Uh, oh, no. Pitt, Miami, and NC State. Let's go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So our final team before we wrap this up is Georgia Tech, uh, the team that used to beat one big opponent a year with that triple option, has obviously moved away from that. Jeff Collins is entering his third year. Uh, they weren't great last year. Uh, they did win three conference games, three and five in the league, which you know is honestly pretty impressive. Yeah, the, the record doesn't show that they were with what they've had to done getting putting a new offense in with players that were there for triple option. What they've done the past couple of years has been pretty impressive, I would say. Yeah, absolutely, um, and I think this year. We won't see it in the record, um, but I like Jeff Sims. I like Jameer Gibbs uh, on offense. So I, I think this will be the type of team that plays a lot of close games. Um, and I think, like you said, with some of these other teams, I think they can rise up and get somebody. You know, they have North Carolina at home. They have Pitt at home. They have Virginia Tech at home. They have Boston College at home. You know, those are all those type of teams who are better than them kind of on paper and talent-wise, but I think this could be a feisty team, 
especially if Jeff comes, you know, he gets all hyped up. He does the Waffle House. He does the Atlanta thing. If he gets some buy-in from these guys, I, I kind of like where this team is headed. Yeah, they, they, they love to play aggressively. But I think they need to play more efficiently on top of that. Um, they, I th- I'm going to take the under with them. Uh, the over-under is five. I'm going to take the yeah. under. I mean, they got their defense needs to allow fewer chunk plays, I think. They need yeah. to play a little bit better. But they got a Alabama transfer blue chipper and uh, Kevin Harris the second. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they're getting some little bit of talent there. Um, I mean, they got Northern Illinois, Kennesaw State, right off the bat. That's 2-0. Um, yeah. And they get Clemson and North Carolina. That's 2-2. Two and two. So yeah. it's it's kind of like a hot and cold and teams they play, the schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they finish out the year, Miami, BC, Notre Dame, Georgia. That's tough. That's, That's bad. A hard way to end the year. Yeah. And then even before that, you have at UVA and hosting Virginia Tech. And both those teams can be decent. Yeah. And then, like, starting with that UVA game, that's six straight games. Their bye week is before the UVA game. So they have to close that out six straight games against six quality opponents. Yeah. Uh, They're going to be put in a blunder, and it's not going to be fun for them. Uh, it will not be. Um, but, like I said, I, th- I think they're heading in the right direction. But talk to me in 2022. Right. Okay, so I think we both agree here that North Carolina will be coming out of the Coastal. Yep. Okay, so I think, unfortunately, as boring as it is, I think for my conference title pick, I'm going Clemson over North Carolina. All right, I'm going to spice it up. I'm going to take UNC over Clemson. Wow. Go Tar Heels. Clemson over UNC over Clemson. Patrick getting spicy. Okay, uh, what about your – for Offensive Player of the Year for me, it's got to be Sam Howell. Yeah, uh, I'm in agreement with you on that one. If Miami is in that in that AC Championship game, then I think that it will be De'Ara King because he would have taken them there. Um, and on defense, I like Brian Brees from Clemson. Um, he's just a stud. Uh, I'm going to go James Skalski because fuck you, buddy. Oh, uh, no. you, uh, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, – my favorite is Peyton Wilson of NC State. Yeah. Um, he's just going to pat stats, just pad those stats up. and um, He's going to be – he's going to have the most tackles, most tackles for losses. I think he's going to be the defensive player for the ACC. Nice. Uh, and now my favorite segment, uh, who's getting that ass fired? Uh, I think we agree that Fuente is gone. Yeah, Fuente is gone. Dino is gone. Uh, yep, I can see Syracuse firing Dino. David Cutcliffe fired or I, or retired. Not there at the start of next season. Yeah, he's not going to be there. Yeah, uh, maybe those are definitely like the three. I would give like a ninety percent chance. Yeah, I, um, I think so as well. The only other coach I see is uh, Scott Satterfield. But I don't see them moving on from him this early. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think anyone else is getting fired in the league unless there's like a scandal or a total implosion on the field. I could see Doran maybe taking another job. I know he's interested in Tennessee, but who really wants him? And, and you know, I think he would be wise to just stay where he is. He's got a good gig going. Uh, you know, win six, seven, eight games a year. You're a millionaire. You don't have to move your family. Right. <laughs> um, 
And then the games I'm watching this year in the league, uh, we got three bangers, four bangers week one. Clemson, Georgia, obviously, that's probably the game of the year, period, much less than the ACC. Uh, And then we have Alabama, Miami, you know, just to kind of see how far along Miami is. And that same sort of thing for Florida State, Notre Dame. It's this Florida State team making progress, or are we going to lose by 40 with six turnovers? Right. And then in conference, we covered it, that Miami-UNC game week seven, October uh, 16th. That is the key game in the conference schedule. Yep, that's going to be a big matchup right there. Uh, Do you have any closing ACC thoughts, my friends? I think it's going to be a pretty um, predictable year in the ACC. Um, Clemson's going to win the Atlantic. It's not. There's not going to be a team on that program or that side of the conference that's going to do anything crazy. Um, It's the ACC is going to be ACC. It's going to be predictable at best. Um, it yeah. will be enjoyable, but we kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's the first time in a while you really have two clear contenders in one division with Miami and North Carolina. Um, we might get some chaos in there, but I really, like you said, I just don't see it this year. I think it is just kind of, kind of play out how everyone thinks. Um, I have one more point to make actually thinking about thinking about our last little bit there on uh, coaches who get their ass fired. Oh yeah. Uh, what about uh Dabo? Didn't you say you were going to uh, quit? Didn't you say you were going to uh, pairs get played? You're going to leave the game. Yeah. That's what's, interesting. What's going on there, Dabo? Oh man. It's almost like he talks a big game as a big old fucking fraud huckster. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of Dabo. Yeah. I thought his little shtick was cute at first. Get out of my face, dude. You're not little old Clemson anymore. Beat it. Beat it, buddy. All right. On that note, we're out of here, everyone. We will see you next week. I think we will do the, uh, let's say, Pac-12 next week. So grab those surfboards. We're heading out west, folks. Oh, yeah. Make sure to stay up late. And natural faction, just like how their games are at midnight, we're going to do our podcast after dark. We're going to start Ooh. right at midnight. It's going to be great, guys. That's right. Sleep deprived and drunk off fireball, ready to go. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see everyone next week. Stay safe, our sickos.